Of worry and distress, slip from 
Good morning. Welcome to service. It's good to see everybody. And welcome back to Amanda after her week's holiday. Um, she came back all refreshed, but I think she's had quite a busy week. So, <laughs> uh, But it's, it's good to have you back. There's um, a couple of announcements. Christian Aid Week is um, the week beginning Sunday the 15th of May. And uh, we will be collecting again for Christian Aid. We haven't been able to have a lunch the last couple of years, but it would be good to have um, a lunch uh, for to, to raise some funds for Christian Aid Week. And we would have it either on Sunday the 15th of May or the 22nd of May. And we're looking for a few people um, to help with that. We can only do it if we can get some volunteers. So if you speak to me at the end of the service today and see if we can organise um, a light lunch for that, that would, that would be really good and it'd be a nice social thing for everybody as well. Um, the Bonus Bells had a bake sale yesterday in aid of the um, Cars for You charity and they've left us some cakes so please do stay behind after the service today and enjoy some tea and coffee and some fellowship. And finally, those of you that were here last week would have heard the citation that I had to read out from uh, Falkirk Presbytery. It has to be read on two Sundays, so I'll read it again just now. And it's the same thing that will be read this morning at the other churches, Scotland congregations in Bowness at Carradon and uh, St Andrews. Intimation is hereby given that the Presbytery will meet for the celebration of the Sacrament of Holy Communion and thereafter for ordinary business on Tuesday the 3rd of May 2022 at 6.45pm at Falkirk Trinity Parish Church to hear the report of the mission planning team in respect of the proposal for the mission plan within the Bowness area. The congregation is hereby cited to attend for their interests. This means we've reached the, or some sort of conclusion of all the talks that's been going on with the, the three churches over the last few years and a proposal will be put to Presbytery on Tuesday which will include about the buildings as well. Um, so anybody from the congregation can attend that meeting and indeed we're encouraged to send people. Uh, if you've got any questions about it then please speak to me after the service. Thank you. Good morning everyone. It's lovely to be back with you this week. Um, I did have a really nice holiday, thank you. And I, you know, I was blessed with such good weather, it was lovely. I was over, I've got a friend who has a wee flat down in Millport and she's always saying to me, go down and stay. And so this time I decided that I needed a few days away uh, with no responsibility, with, or with nobody to be responsible for apart from myself which was just wonderful and the weather was just amazing. I was there 17 years ago and I was laughing. I walked around the island one day and I was there 17 years ago when the kids were five, three and one and Duncan wasn't even a, a twinkle in the eye at that point. And it was a cold grey April week that year. It was an Easter holiday week, uh, week. and <laughs> as I was walking around on the Wednesday, I think it was, that I walked around. I thought, you know, I don't remember Millport having such wonderful views, but we wouldn't have seen them. And actually, we had cycled round. Now, Reese, who was five, was delighted to be cycling under his own steam. Donald, who was three, no, hang on, Finlay, who was one, was a wee, bird, wee bundle of joy who sat in this uh, thingy that got towed along behind the bike a thingy, I can't think of what the name is a wee buggy that got towed along behind the bike uh, and Donald who was three screamed because he wanted to be cycling but couldn't and so had to go in the, the, the bogey and um, just screamed the entire way around so nobody enjoyed that day whereas I walked around in glorious sunshine and thought look at the wonder of creation around me I could hear the birds singing I could smell the wildflowers it was just amazing so it was really lovely and I text Degrees later, and I said, Do you remember? And he said, Yes. And so we shared some memories. So it was lovely. So that was my week away. I've been back for a week, a really busy week of work, but we won't go there. Um, so, how have you been, and what have you been up to? Share it with your neighbour. 
And if they know, turn around and tell somebody else. It sounds as though you've all been having um, lots of things to chat about, which is good, because for so long we've not really had very much to chat about at all, because each week has just been the same. But now that we're beginning to emerge from lockdowns and come back out into um, what we once considered normal, it's great to hear the buzz um, around again and to, to sense that people are beginning to find things to do and, and ways to connect with people again. So that's, that's something we can give thanks to God for. It's something that can encourage us. We've come this morning to worship God, to bring our praises, to bring our thanksgivings, to ask for God's help. And so let's join together in our call to worship, which is up on the screen. And I invite you to say the words in gold. Gold. We are witnesses. We are witnesses of God's love. We are witnesses to everyone we encounter, little children like us, sisters and brothers in God's family. Let's stand together and sing two hymns together, My Jesus, uh, my, Jesus my Saviour and... King of Kings, Majesty. And if you feel you need to sit down, just sit down, it's fine. Yeah. 
refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship. Come before God in prayer, shall we? Let's pray. Lord, we come into your presence and we sing your praises. Wonderful, beautiful majesty. We bow at your throne. We bring you our all. We bring you our praises. We thank you for the beauty of the sunrise, for the wonder of your love,
for friendship that we can call you Lord. We thank you for the wonder of creation. We thank you that you came loving us so much that you lived among us that you died for us and that you were born again. That you were raised to life all so that we might come into your family, know you, and be raised to life with you. Also that creation might be redeemed, might be made perfect once again. Lord, such is your love for us. And you welcome us here this morning with arms open wide, drawing us into the circle of your embrace. Such is the love, the love that is without measure that you have for us, for each one of us. Even although we come knowing that there's stuff that we've done this week that we're not proud of, even although we come knowing that there's things that we've said and things that we've done that we wish that we hadn't. Still, you love us with an unmeasurable love. May we know that we, may we know that we are forgiven. May we know that we are made new. May we know that we stand here in your presence, clothed in your love and in your righteousness. And may that knowledge not just sit in our heads, but may it transform our lives so that we may live as those who are redeemed, as those who are bought, as those who are freed from fear and debt and all of the things that we do, Lord, that we just can't help doing because we're human. May that freedom change us. May it ooze out in our lives so that we might be witnesses to all that you do in our lives day by day. May gratitude bubble up within us. May love overflow to those around us so that all may be touched with the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So has anybody got any news then? my microphone off what news have you got is it your news Hannah or is it mum's news mum's going to tell us well Hannah was going to tell you that she was at Gospel Brigade camp last week (gasps) was it good were you staying in tents you were in a building no you were in a building we were in a giant mansion in a giant mansion (sighs) wish I could go to Girl Brigade camp (laughs) was it good fun what kind of things did you do horse riding, we did some archery and my friend got shot by an arrow Oh my goodness, you went horse riding you did some archery and your friend got shot by an arrow This sounds like Robin Hood to me <laughs> And you did canoeing And we got, we had a tractor ride Wow, that sounds like an absolutely fantastic experience Do you I wish... also had to look in the forest for sticks to roast our marshmallows Oh Absolutely. Every, a camp is not complete without a campfire to roast marshmallows, eh? So you can't wait to go again. Is that what I'm hearing? Excellent. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That sounds really good fun. Anything else that anybody wants to share? It won't, won't beat that, but, you know, <laughs> it might do. Well, it's nearly as good as that. The good. Guild starts on Wednesday. Yeah. So that'd be great. Two o'clock. Anybody's welcome, even men. It's the guild now, not the women's guild. Good. It's the men as well. And so, where are you meeting? 
We're meeting in the session house. So in the session house, Wednesday afternoon at 2pm, for a blather, yes. some, cup of tea. a cup of tea. Catch up on all our news. Catch up on everybody's news and some singing too. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Good. So there you are. Guild starts up again on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon at 2pm. Men and women are welcome. Um, it's not just for uh, ladies, but every, anybody can come along. And 2pm in the session house. So there you go. A date for your diary. Who else had their hand up? Somebody waved at me here. Today since Holly was baptised. Twenty-two years today since Holly was baptised. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's lovely. That's fantastic. Wow. It was a beautiful sunny day, and all the blossoms out. It was a beautiful sunny day, and all the blossom was out on the trees. Oh, lovely! It's lovely to have memories like that, isn't it? Anybody else got news? Anybody else want to wave at me? Come on, there must be some other news. I know there's news out there. Are you going to tell me, Hannah? Mum's going to tell you. Uh, um, yesterday we were away on a trip on the train, weren't we? Uh, and I went to sleep past one o'clock this morning. Wow, you were up very late, weren't you? <laughs> Where did you go to? Kyle of Lacalche. Kyle of I've been there on the train. It's a long journey. Lovely. The west, the west, that's the West Highland Line, is it? No, the North Highland Line. Any other news? Well, this side of the church did really well this week. What happened to this side? That's two weeks in a row, isn't it? Because I think you did well last week too. No news on this side. <sighs> Barbara, have you got news? <laughs> Barbara's busy telling Margaret her news, I think. Phyllis has got her hand up, though. <laughs> My grandson moved from the beavers up to the cubs. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so his mum will have to sit and sew all his badges on his new jumper. Good. And is he, is he excited about it? Oh, he loves it. Good. Absolutely Excellent. It. Good. <laughs> Maybe he'll get the opportunity to go to camp, eh? Any other news? <coughs> right, I've got a question for you. I just have to remind myself. What, no, I remember what it is. There you go. Oh, Jinx, that's good. Um, if I say mission to you, so this morning we're talking about, oh, can I get my mask off? This morning we're talking about mission. If I say mission to you, what do you think of? Well, I unthankle myself, have a chat with your neighbour. Any thoughts? What, what do you think of when I say the word mission? Um, movies. Oh, movies. A picture. Yeah, okay. I'll maybe come back to that one. <laughs> You've got me thinking. There's a hand up up there. Come on, this side of the church are going to have to do better. I'm back over here again. Hands up. Come on. I need the exercise. Get me moving. Think of evangelism. So, what do you mean by that? Uh, teaching um, Christianity to people who don't know the Lord. Okay. So, te telling other people about about uh, God. Okay, and Jesus. Anybody else? What do you think of? How many people have ever done a Church of Scotland summer mission, or have ever been on a Church of Scotland summer mission, like a seaside mission or that kind of thing? Anybody? Yeah, I see a few nodding heads. Is that what you think of when I speak of mission? David Livingston. Yeah, so a, a missionary, somebody who's gone to another country um, as a missionary. David Livingston can't live in Scotland and not kind of think of David Livingston or Mary Slessor or any of these people. Anybody else? Columba, yep. The great uncle and aunt were missionaries in the Gold Coast 
And at that time, they called it Dead Man's Grave because of the fevers of, were, that were there. And they knew Mary Slessor. Wow. Uh-huh. So that was your great aunt and uncle? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Anyone else? Any thoughts on mission? Eric Liddell. Yep. So that's what we tend to think of when we think of mission. And I wonder sometimes if we tend to think of it as it's something that other people do. You know, it's not something that actually, although we do, um, our summer holiday club is a mission. Um, church is a missionary activity, or it should be. Um, but there's, you know, so there's lots of different things to do with mission. And so the concept of mission has been around for a very long time. I might need some specs this morning, that might help. Okay, so you've thought of the famous missionaries here in Scotland. There's a long tradition of them. David Livingston, Mary Slessor, Eric Liddell. And so probably one of the ideas that we have of mission is that 19th century idea of Western white people going to other parts of the world to educate people, make their lives better, and tell them all about Christianity. But is that really what mission is all about? Let's hear from God's word, and Kerry's going to read for us this morning. Today's reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 24, starting at verse 36. Jesus appears to the disciples. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking that they had saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you. While I was still with you, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Amen. Thank you, Kerry. Good to go with the images now, thanks. So, we're in the season of Easter, and resurrection accounts are the order of the day. Last week, With Charlene, you finish off John's Gospel and you heard the accounts of the resurrection or one of the accounts of the resurrection in John's Gospel where Jesus tells his disciples, including Thomas, that because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not yet seen but have believed. And then John writes, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples which aren't recorded in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. There's the purpose. There's the purpose that John writes his gospel. The purpose that John gives that whole message that we, those who have not yet seen, those who weren't there, as witnesses, first-hand witnesses, that we might believe, and by believing, we might have life. And so the mission of John's gospel, then, as we've discovered over the last few months, 
It's to tell us about Jesus, to tell us who Jesus is. But that's not only the aim of John's gospel. It's the aim of every single one of the authors who have written the pages that we consider scripture. Why? Perhaps the passage of scripture we heard today from Luke's gospel helps us a little bit with it. Cleopas and his companion encounter the risen Christ on the road to Emmaus. That happens in the passage just before it, before it. And they rush back to Jerusalem to find the disciples to tell them about their encounter. And while they do, the risen Jesus appears in their midst. The people, the disciples who are gathered can't quite believe it. And Jesus says, look at my hands and my feet. The apparition says to them, to prove to them his identity. He eats something with them, with them to convince them further that he's not some kind of ghost. And then he tells them something which blows their minds. This is what I told you while I was still with you, that everything must be fulfilled that's written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. And then we are told, he opens their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. Now what we're really talking about here, or what Luke is talking about, is that part of the Bible that we know of as the Old Testament, because the New Testament wasn't yet written. And so when Jesus is alive with the disciples, the scriptures he's talking about, that he is there to fulfill, is what we know of as our Old Testament. And he opens their minds that they might understand and tells them that the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. He then informs them that they have been witnesses of these things. These things have happened in their midst. That's what they've seen during the, the three years or more that they've been with Jesus. And there's something very important then about all that they have witnessed. Something that links all of what they've witnessed in the life, death and resurrection of Jesus that links in with the whole of what's gone before and the great salvation story of God and the people that God chose, Israel. Jesus weaves together seamlessly for the gathered disciples in that room the story of Israel himself and points to the, the beginnings of the early church. He weaves his own experience of suffering and death together with a scriptural story of Israel's long-awaited Messiah who suffers and is raised and draws the disciples into that story and gives them a part to play in it. Ensuring that the disciples grasp fully how the past, the present and the future of God's activity belong to one great narrative of salvation. And it's there that we find the word mission. Because these words also catapult us forward into the book of Acts and the story of the early church who take all that they were witnesses to out into the world, from Jerusalem to Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And the ends of the earth there doesn't mean the end of time. It means to the very corners of the globe, which at that point people assumed to be flat. But it's not the taking it out that is mission. It's part of it, our part of it. But the mission belongs to God and comes long before any of that. It was mission itself that sent Christ. So if we think about it, what is a mission? Well, coming back to that movie idea, Hannah, Mission Impossible, James Bond, Something else to do with where someone is given a mission that they have to fulfill. It has an objective which has to be met. And someone, whether it's Ethan Hunt or James Bond, is recruited to carry out certain steps or actions to make sure that the objective is met and the mission is completed. 
But the agent, the creator of the mission itself, is the one who comes up with the mission and who recruits the ones needed to carry it out. In church circles, we tend to think of mission as something that we do or that other people do, that we come up with to encourage people to come through the doors of the building or to, to make news, to make known the good news that Jesus had, has come to them. But if we think about it that way, then we've got it all wrong. Because really, mission is something that doesn't even begin with us. Mission begins well and truly, first and foremost, with God. And the mission, God's mission, is the redemption of the world, the renewing of creation to the good and perfect way that it was when God created it in the beginning, before sin spoiled it. To the good, and um, that is God's mission. That's a story that waves its way through scripture from its beginning to its end. It's why Abraham is called. He's chosen and God makes a covenant with him, if you remember. God will give Abraham more descendants than the stars. God will give Abraham a land to call his own. And God will be his God. And all nations will be blessed through that covenant. Israel Abraham's descendants then are part of the plan. Israel is chosen out of all the nations around her to bless the nations around her, to be the light to the nations, bringing God's blessing to all people. The plan culminates in Jesus. As Messiah, he embodies within his own person the identity and mission of Israel. As their representative, king and saviour, the light of the world. And through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, God brings about all God intended for Israel. And in an act of love, all people are blessed. Through Christ, the door is now opened for all people in all places to be welcomed into the family of God. The kingdom is being made new. And it's Jesus' part in all of that that he outlines to those disciples in that room when he appears to them. That's what blows their minds. That's what opens their minds. That's what aids their understanding. You can imagine the collective gasp as they make sense of it all and realize the enormity of what Jesus tells them. That they are witnesses to God making good his promises. Witnesses to the action of God in their midst. Witnesses to redemption. Witnesses to the birth of a new kingdom. And what do witnesses do? They testify to the truth. They testify to what they have seen. And that's where the early church begins and if we turn to the beginning of the book of Acts, the second of Luke's books, then we find in Acts 1.8, Jesus telling them as he's taken up into heaven at the ascension, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. That is our purpose as church, to witness to witness to others that Jesus has come and who Jesus is. To witness to the good news that there is a God who cares about us and who is making all things new. Witnesses to the new, the new kingdom that has come. That's what we are called to do as church. How do we do that? in our presence here, in the things that we do as a church to bless our community, but not just when we do it corporately as church, but when you go into all of the different places that you go to in your life and you love. In the way that we go about our lives, loving our neighbours, loving our families, loving even those that we find it difficult to like. 
not just loving with a wee smushy feeling, but actually having the courage to reach out and to make a difference. That is how we testify, as well as talking about our faith, to the good news that Christ has come. That's how we testify to the kingdom of God, as we share the hope that lives within us, and as we act towards other in love. That's how we become involved in the mission of God, which is concerned with making all things new and the knowledge that God is God and a God of love. That's the mission into which we, each of us, are called to participate. In church today, and I mean church at large, not just here in our congregation, mission is a word that is much in use. Uh, I'm involved in mission planning, where we're thinking about how we shape church around mission for the future. One of the ways that we're doing that is through um, a commitment to looking at the five marks of mission, which is something that have been spoken of in, in different denominations over recent years. And what I'm going to do, or what we're going to do over the next five weeks, is to look at each of these marks and explore how we might engage with them as individuals and as a congregation going forward. But for today... I want you just to think about where God is inviting you or giving you an opportunity to take part in that mission into which he has called each of us. How do we get involved with that plan for renewing our our world, for making a difference in people's lives? Where might you make a difference to someone else today? And how? Why not ponder it as we sing together? Make me a channel of your peace and we bring our offering forward. Oh, and it starts immediately, so we need to stand. (laughs) Thanks, Robbie. Let's pray as we dedicate our offering. Gracious God, you are the giver of many gifts, of all of the gifts that we receive and all of the blessings that we know in our lives each day. The wonder of a new sunrise, the wonder of family and friends around us, 
the things that we take for granted, food on our table, clean water in our taps. Thank you for all of these things, Lord. And we come this morning, and as we do, we dedicate our lives afresh to you, to your service, to being witnesses to all that we know of you in our lives so that we might go and share. And Lord, as we come this morning, we offer afresh ourselves to you. And we ask that you take this offering as a token of all that we offer, together with our time and our talents, that we might be your hands and your feet, your mouthpiece in all the world, even to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite Shona now to lead us in our prayers for others. Shona and Hannah. Excellent. So let us pray. There is a response in this prayer, so when we say, Lord, in your mercy, can you please join in and respond, hear our prayer. So let us pray. O God, your son remained with his disciples after his resurrection, teaching them love of all people as neighbours. As his disciples in this age, we offer our prayers on behalf of the universe in which we are privileged to live and our neighbours with whom we share it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of victory over death, your son revealed himself again and again and convinced his followers of his glorious resurrection. Grant that we may know his risen presence so that we can care for your people here in our parish and in the wider world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called each one of us to be a part of your process of change in the world. Thank you that, like Peter and Saul, we are called by you and receive your strength as we seek to live out your calling for us in this election week. Help us to make informed choices where voting for those who are to represent us on the council. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, we thank you for the example of leadership given to us by your Son, Jesus Christ. He showed his followers a new way to fish. We pray for the peoples of the world who are learning to do new things with their lives. And we continue to pray that such changes will hasten the day when all of your world has enough of the basic essentials and comforts of life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you have called us to follow in the way of your risen Son and to care for those who are companions, not only with words, but with acts of love. As we seek to be true friends of all, we pray for our families, our friends and our neighbours, especially in areas where there are problems with our relationships. Let us always be the one to try to make the first step towards reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy... Gracious God, we remember this morning those who are sick, sad, or lonely. We pray, too, for those in areas of conflict 
in the world who are frightened by what is going on around them. We pray that they might be aware of your comforting presence and know that in your hands they are loved. Lord, in your mercy, hear a prayer. Creator God, through the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have freed us from the grip of the tomb. We pray for those who have died and ask through your loving kindness to have mercy on their souls. We pray too for those who are bereaved by their passing. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. We're going to stand and sing our final hymn. We have a story to tell to the nations. from this place and be witnesses to the coming of the kingdom, a kingdom of love, a kingdom of light, a kingdom of peace. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you, strengthen you as you do and remain with you now and forevermore. Amen.
the door of the darkest day, Christ on the road to Calvary, tried by sinful men, torn and beaten men, nailed to a cross of wood. This the power of the cross. Christ became Yeah. 